podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting-edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am Master Life Coach and Mindfulness Expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing this week, this day, this brand new year? It's so shiny. (laughs) Maybe you're not feeling shiny about it. I was actually talking to a couple of clients and they are feeling so much pressure around this time of year. And I think it's it's so interesting because there's, you know, this idea that we can get so excited about the new year. It's like, oh, a fresh start. And, you know, you do get actually a really huge dopamine hit when you set new goals, when you think about what you can accomplish in a year, when you can think about something that you really want to work on because you have hope and hope gives us this dopamine hit. Hope that that thing that we want could actually be a reality. And then there's the pressure and the overwhelm of like, oh, I should be setting goals and I should be doing all of this and da, 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 da. And then we create all of that pressure on top of ourselves, the doubt, the insecurity. So whatever you're experiencing at the beginning of this new year, just welcome it, just befriend it. It's all part of your humanness. There's not a better way or a worse way to be. You just are. So Anyway, I have been experiencing both of those. Uh, Monday coming in after the holiday, you know, I was like excited. I love fresh starts. Like my favorite time of year was always September when school started because I loved brand new notebooks and the syllabuses and getting ready and just the ideas, just what I was saying, all these goals and what we can go after and accomplish. But I also know what it's like to feel, you know, that perfectionist kick in and that overachiever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, all these things to do. And it's like, wait a minute, take a deep breath. (laughs) I actually don't have to do any of this stuff. These are things that I want to do and come back to my body and rest in. But I definitely felt that push-pull on Monday morning of all of the things to do and also like I'm fine just where I'm at, you know? And so I think that as you continue to grow in whatever way and with whatever intentions you have for 2021, just to recognize all of it, just to ride the waves, to see when you're really excited about it, to see when you're feeling doubt in yourself and just put your hand on your heart and just let it all come. Understand that you're human. You can come back into the refuge of your body and it's all going to work itself out. Uh, So on that note, I wanted to talk really today, uh, last week I talked about, you know, setting sex goals, setting, you know, goals that have the intention of prioritizing your pleasure, increasing your enjoyment and your satisfaction, your experience of sex, um, maybe increasing your passion with your lover, whatever it may be. And this week I thought it would be a really good idea just to follow up with like how to actually be successful when you've set a sex goal and when you've set really a goal in general. But what I've learned over the years and what's really been helpful for me. One of the things that I think is so important to keep in mind when we're setting any kind of goal is 
you know, there's so much push of like motivation and that you're lazy or you're weak if you don't follow through. And it's a bunch of nonsense. It's not, if you don't follow through with your goals, it has nothing to do with your lack of motivation or because you are a lazy person. So we're just going to debunk that myth right away. It's really important to understand that even though the brain gets this huge high from goal setting, it gets this dopamine hit when it actually comes to beginning to take action, and maybe it's not just at the beginning because we're kind of running on that adrenaline and that dopamine, right, to get us into action, but you'll notice after the first few days or after the first week or whatever it may be that you're just not that into it anymore, and we want to make it mean all these things about ourselves. So even though the brain gets on this high with the goal setting itself and at the beginning of goal setting, when it actually comes to you beginning to change your habits habits, to beginning to change mental patterns, to change your behavior, to change really how you're showing up in your world, your brain doesn't want that. It freaks out. (laughs) It has a really hard time because the brain is really concerned about conserving energy. It wants to conserve energy. It doesn't want to make a bunch of changes because if it has to make changes with all these like neural pathways that it's laid down, right? If it has to believe differently, if it has to think differently, if it has to create new habits, that means work for the brain. That means energy. And even if these are habits that aren't serving you, like if they're actually bad habits for your body or bad health habits or you know, an unkind way that you're showing up towards your partner or towards yourself or towards your kids, even though you can see this as a behavior that's unbecoming and not really something that you want to be a part of your life anymore, it doesn't mean that your brain wants to change it because it's familiar. It's comfortable. You've created, you know, these shortcuts to keep showing up that way in order to preserve energy. So any type of goal, and especially when you're thinking about sex goals here, I really want you to be careful of after you've set this intention, after you've decided, you know what, I do actually want to work on my sex life. I do actually want to enjoy sex. I want to desire my partner. I want, you know, to have more passion. I want to feel more pleasure in my body. I want to let go of shame, whatever it is. If you feel maybe a little bit nervous about it, but also like excited about it. And then later on, you're like, oh, I don't want to work on this. Oh, I'm all over it. And then you're like, oh, I guess that just means I don't really care about my partner that much, or I don't really care about this, or this might not be important to me. That's where we get into trouble because your brain wants to keep you at status quo. (laughs) It wants to keep you the exact same. It doesn't want you to change at all. And when you recognize that the resistance that comes up are when it starts to show up, like we don't want to make the effort to do this new thing that we're trying to do anymore. And we make it mean something about yourself. When you make it mean something about you, then that's when we create these whole stories and narratives. Like I'm just a lazy person and I never follow through and sex must not be that important to me, or I'm just not a sexual person. I'm just not really, you know, passionate. That's just not the way that I'm wired. Just understand that this is part of growth, that you having resistance, you having these things come up is part of the process. And when you can recognize it and not make it mean anything about yourself, you're going to be able to continue to actually grow in the direction you want. 
Okay, so that was just kind of a side note. Now let's get into the actual five things that I think are so helpful for being successful in achieving your goals. So number one is to take a lighthearted approach. Okay, we are talking about sex here after all. It doesn't have to be serious. Let it be fun. Let it be playful. We get serious about a lot of our goals, serious about our work goals, serious about our health goals, serious about all these other goals. I want your sex goal. Yes, it might feel serious because you know, there it's important to you and it's important for you to get back into your body. It's important for you to reconnect with your partner, but we don't have to be so white knuckled about it. You can let it be playful. Just notice your tone. How are you motivating yourself? Is it like, you better have sex tonight? <laughs> I doubt any of you guys are talking to yourself like that, but maybe, maybe a little bit like, oh, come on, Danielle, you said you were going to have sex tonight. You put it on the calendar. You should do it. You should just do it. Just get yourself together. What's the matter with you? And just do it. Like that kind of tone is not <laughs> very motivating. That is not going to turn me on. That's for damn sure. So remember when we're talking about sex, when we're talking about pleasure, there is a bit of a difference with our goal. We can be committed, but we can be committed in a playful way. We can be totally dedicated to the goal, but we can do it in such a way that it's coming from like love and nourishment and understanding. So really watch the way that you're speaking to yourself. Watch the way that you're talking about your goal and how can you make it more light? How can it be playful? Even if you are noticing some resistance, the way that you respond to that resistance, instead of being like, come on, you said you were going to just like do it already. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, Danielle, I see you're having kind of a hard time getting into this. It's no problem. That makes sense. This is a new habit. And usually you're used to sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. No biggie. But come on, girl, let's just go like go initiate things. Let's just like go squeeze his buttons and just, you know, kiss him a little bit and just see where things go. Okay. Do you see? Do you see how much different if I spoke to myself like that versus like shooting on myself and getting in, how much more fun it makes the whole thing, how much lighter it feels in the beginning. So really like think of this whole, you know, endeavor of going after and increasing your pleasure and enjoying sex more, whatever your sex goal is for 2021 as something fun. It is for you. It can be playful. Does that mean that you're never going to have hard beliefs come up or things that might stretch you a bit? Of course not. But you can also have fun with it. Not make it mean, you know, anything about you. Not make the resistance mean anything. Not make if you maybe try a new position or try an initiation tactic and maybe you're trying a lap dance. Maybe you're trying all of these things and you look ridiculous, and you look awkward. Just have fun with it. You've never done these things before. Laugh it off. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at your partner in the most loving way. Okay, number two. Let's talk about being willing to fail and redefining success. So I wanted to put this all into kind of one step here because they really do go hand in hand. In one regard, we want to work on redefining success for ourselves. 
And it's less about, you know, societal expectations or your partner's expectations or your expectations either, even, and more about the feeling that you're truly going for. You want to define success in that it continues to like encourage you, right? In ways that you can celebrate and in ways that you can feel successful along the way. It doesn't just have to like, I'm going to have mind-blowing sex, like, and that's the only one. Maybe that is one of your goals, but you really want to work on redefining success. Like what does mind-blowing sex even look like? Like get really clear for you what this looks like for you. What does it actually mean? And not just basing it off of something you've seen in the movies, right? Like I just want to be, you know, dripping wet and ready to go and eager for my husband the minute he walks in the door. Okay, like really? Is that really the goal that you want? I mean, maybe, but like let's also redefine success so it's like I want to learn how to increase my desire so that I can connect with my partner, okay? So help yourself redefine success, but you also want to work on being willing to fail. Redefining success, we're not doing that just so you feel better all the time and you feel better about nothing, right? We do want to redefine success so you can see the progress along the way so that you're focusing on the right sorts of things, but we also want to help you be okay with failing, okay? It's really important to get used to failing and expect that there's going to be failures along the way. And that is something that almost every single, well, no, every single one of my clients go through because they try something new. And even though it's new, they, for some reason, think that they should be amazing at it right away, that it should be so easy. And then I don't know why sex falls into this category where we just think that if we put some effort in, it should just work right away and it should be really good. Because I would never think that about other things. If I decided I wanted to become a tennis player in 2021, which I don't, by the way, but if I did, I wouldn't expect that the first time I put on one of those cute little tennis skirts and have like the most rock and rainbow headband you've ever seen and put a tennis racket in my hand that I'm going to be able to hit the ball over the fucking net. Like, I'm just not thinking that way. So to think that just because you've learned a couple of ways to do sex that is going to help increase your pleasure, it should work the first time is just ludicrous. So let's get used to failing, okay? Let's just assume that you are going to have some bad sex, that you're going to try and speak up in the bedroom and it's going to come across completely wrong, that you're going to try and increase your desire, but you're still going to have sex out of a should. Okay, these are just part of it. The thing is, is you are working on it. This is all about having a growth mindset. And when it comes to redefining success, the way that I like to define success is really focusing on the way that I'm showing up or how I'm feeling, or let's say like on my level or my presence or my engagement, right? What that looks like. That I also like to think of it as the things that I'm responsible for. Like, I don't want to say that I'm going to, you know, success or my goal in success is that my husband performs the best oral ever. (laughs) Because that would mean that he has to up his skill level, 
right? That he has to really learn how to lick it really, really good. And that's just not totally in my control. But if that's something that I want, if that's something that maybe you do kind of want to put on a goal list, the way that you would redefine that success for you is I will feel successful in this if I continue to help guide my husband and tap into my own pleasure while he is learning the act of cunnilingus. Okay, so we can help ourselves here. Like, I'm going to feel really successful if I keep showing up in support of him and support of myself as we're learning how to do this together, rather than being judgy and frustrated. So these are the ways that you can begin to redefine what success looks like. So after like listening to last episode and you started to see, okay, these are the places I want to work on. These are kind of the things that didn't work. These are the seeds that I'm planting, right? So you have some goals of some desires of things that you want to change in your sex life then maybe go back and redefine like, how will I know I achieve this, right? How will I know I've been successful in this endeavor? And let yourself be successful along the way. Because this is kind of the fun thing is like, if you're being supportive of your husband, if that's your focus, right? Your focus goal is I'm being supportive of my husband, I'm guiding him, I'm tapping into my own pleasure, then the likelihood is the thing that you did want, that he gets really good at it, will probably happen. But you're not waiting for that to happen to feel good about the way that you're showing up. You are really helping yourself be successful. Now, when it comes to failing, it is still important to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and not make failure mean anything about you, anything about your partner, about your body, about any of the other things. It's like, oh, well, I tried it. That didn't really work out how I wanted it to, right? And it could even be like, let's say that your goal, going back to this example that I decided to work with on this episode about back to the oral sex, right? And you have decided that you are going to feel successful if you are tapping into your own pleasure. That's your goal. Well, you might not be able to tap into your own pleasure. You might notice that the whole time that he's down there, you're judging him. And then you're judging and feeling self-conscious about yourself. And you're in this whole like pool of shame the whole time. Okay, so you haven't gotten out of your head and into your body. You failed. No biggie. It's not a big deal. You're trying to get out of your head and into your body. You're trying to show up in a non-judgmental way. You're working on learning the skill of focusing your mind in the places that have pleasure and are experiencing pleasure. Okay, so this is where we have to just be okay with failing. It doesn't mean you quit. It doesn't mean you don't, you know, like do it ever again. It doesn't mean that it's not going to work. It just means you didn't succeed that time. It's okay. There's 365 days in the year. How many days do you want to have sex? How many days do you want to give it a go? (laughs) How many ways do you want to actually practice this skill? And understand that this is a process. So putting yourself in the ring, so to say, and trying it out 
people are really surprised on how quickly things actually can turn around when they're focusing on the right things, when they're working on their mindset behind it. And it doesn't take, it's not like you have to have sex five days a week, every single week for the whole year to see some improvements in these areas. But it is an investment of effort mostly from your mind and time as you're learning. But know that this is an investment for the long run. I mean, I've been married to my guy. Well, I've been with him for 18 years. Like that's, that's a long time. (laughs) That is half of my life. So the idea of investing some effort and some time into enjoying our intimate relationship is so worth it because I'm planning on being with him for at least, well, I mean, till I die is my plan. I mean, maybe something else comes up, who knows? But my plan is to be married to this guy for the rest of our lives, which is like another, how old am I? 40, I'm not 40 yet, but like another 40 plus years, right? So when you think about it that way, are you willing to fail? Are you willing to look awkward? Are you willing to be a little bit embarrassed for a couple of sessions until you figure it out? I hope the answer is yes for you. Okay, number three, this moves right into this one so well. Have your own back for the love. I know it is so much easier said than done, but this is really where the work comes in. When you don't get the response you want from your partner, when you don't get the response you want from your own body, when things aren't working as quickly as you want, then when you do fail, can you have your back? Can you put your hand on your heart and close your eyes and take a deep breath and show up for all of the emotions that are coming up in your body with love, with understanding, knowing that you want, truly do want the very best for you. And when you really believe that, how do you show up for you? How do you speak to you? How can you be on your own side? And this is important for any kind of goal setting journey that we go on, but especially when it comes to sex, because when you don't have your back, when you're being super judgmental and self-critical, then what happens is you're attacking yourself. You're creating tension. You are actually putting yourself into the stress response. And we know that when your body is in a stress response, when you feel like you're curling in, when you feel tense, when you feel all of this pressure that has been created by your inner self-talk, then it's really hard, if not nearly impossible, to feel pleasure, to feel safe in your own body. All of these things that we know that we've discussed here before are ingredients for creating the right kind of container for pleasure and mind-blowing sex. So if we really truly want to create safety and a refuge into our body and a container for pleasure, then it's really, if not the most important thing to have your back, especially when you're trying new things, especially when you're trying to have bold conversations, especially when you are you know, going into those places that might be riddled with shame and insecurity and doubt and even trauma have your own back, love yourself fiercely, understand yourself and remind yourself that you truly want the very best for you. Okay. Number four, expect obstacles. (laughs) 
And I don't mean we're expecting obstacles like you have to like, you know, start making out with your partner and being like, well, I know something's probably going to come up during this sex session. It's nothing like that. But it's more like not making them a big deal. We're not blowing it out of proportion. We're just understanding that this is part of the process. This is part of trying new things. It's part of learning. It's part of growing, but also it's part of life that you're finally set the perfect, you know, time and you got your room ready and you got the kids to bed early and then you're making out and you're feeling desire and your dog is throwing up something he just ate and it totally ruins the mood. Now you could be like, oh, great. Like, I can't believe this. I finally, you know, did all of this stuff, but it's just like, shit happens. It really does. And is it ideal? No. But when we understand that obstacles are going to happen, then we don't have such a huge reaction to them. And every time we have a huge reaction to obstacles that are related to us, you know, being in our bodies, making out, having sex, having some kind of session, having self-pleasure, then you're pulling yourself further and further away from pleasure. So when you can decide ahead of time, what are some of the obstacles that could come up and form strategies around them, then it's so much easier if and when they do or something similar does, you already know how you're going to respond. For instance, let's say that you have children and you're, there's a possibility they're young that they could interrupt you <laughs> during, how are you going to handle it? Instead of being like, oh, great, there's the kids again knocking on the door, and then it totally takes you out, just decide in your mind ahead of time, okay, if somebody's knocking on the door, I'm going to quietly pause, I'm going to put my robe on, I'm going to quickly go and handle it, and I'm going to come right back. Then it makes your response, if it does happen so much smoother. Also, when you begin to strategize for particular obstacles that you may have, your brain doesn't freak out about them ahead of time. Like, what if this happens? What if this happens? You just know that it's going to. Another really big obstacle to think about is resistance. Let's say that you have decided that one of your big obstacles is like, I'm just going to be too tired. I'm not going to feel like it. So part of your strategy might be to schedule sex. And even if you're a little bit tired, you're going to help yourself and support yourself and do rest or do whatever you need to do to help yourself get to the bedroom that night because you put it on the calendar and you're committed to this kind of growth. And then you notice resistance coming up. So it's two layers. Okay, first we made the strategies to help you if you're not really feeling a desire. But the strategy is like, you know, it's multiple layers here. I'm going to put it on the calendar. I'm going to get coached or I'm going to practice learning how to increase my desire. I'm going to help myself calm down from the day. I am going to, you know, handle anything that comes up in a calm manner. And those are some of the things, those are my strategies. Now, you might also know that resistance is going to come up. That is something that is going to be an obstacle. So even if you got it on there about the desire, then an obstacle further will be like, okay, well, what if I don't really want to? So how are you going to handle resistance? How are you going to handle when your brain is like, no, you just really want to sleep. You don't really want to do this. What are you thinking? You don't even really like sex. Like when it's saying all these things to you, how are you 
you going to handle that resistance? So write down the types of obstacles that you anticipate could come up on your journey. I'm going to feel awkward. I'm not going to really want it. Things aren't going to go smoothly. We're going to get into an interruption. And then I want you to start strategizing around how to move through these obstacles. This is a whole part of the program of Better Sex in 90 Days, you know, where we really help ourselves think about the type of things that we want to do, but then what could get in the way and how to strategize around it. How are you going to handle it so that when they do come up, number one, you're not surprised, but you already have a plan. And then the last thing about how to really be successful with your sex goals here is I want you to pick one thing that will help keep you tethered to your goal every day. Now, there's two different ways that you can do this. You can choose which way or just like be willing to try one way and you're like, that didn't really work for me and try another way. I do both. I I choose, you know, I pick and choose which way, but I found that both of these work well with me. So one of them is pick one small new habit the same habit that's going to move you towards your goal that you're going to do the exact same every single day, right? So it was like when I was learning to meditate, you know, it was really important for me to actually meditate every single day, right? So for one minute every single day. So for you, I think that somehow tapping into your pleasure is a really, really great thing that can help tether you to your goal. It might not be having sex. It might not be, you know, doing something with your partner, but it's something that reminds you and tethers to your goal. Like I'm practicing accessing pleasure in my body every single day. That might be with your first sip of tea. Like I'm going to slow down and I'm going to be totally present for my first sip of tea every single day. This is connecting me to pleasure. And the more I connect to pleasure, the more of a turned on woman I get. So perhaps another activity that you could do, one small thing to tether you to would be brushing your teeth. Now, brushing your teeth is doesn't seem like it's related to sex, but when you understand that you being mindful, you being present for the monotonous act of brushing your teeth for that one to two minutes every single day where you're totally present with brushing your teeth, you're learning how to be in your body, you're learning how to notice when your brain is traveling away from your task and come back to it. And that's something that is a skill you are building when you're trying to be in your body during sex. And when you remind your sex, when you remind your sex, (laughs) that's great. When you remind yourself that this is something that is helping you create a skill that is going to lead to more pleasure and better sex, that's going to keep you tethered to your goal. Another thing that you can do, the other way that you can approach this by, you know, picking one small thing every single day that keeps you attached to your goal is doing different things every day that attach you to your goal. So maybe, you know, one day it's journaling, one day it's, you know, um, having sex, one day it's self-pleasure, one day it's uh, dancing, one day it's, you know, all these different things. So it doesn't have to be the same thing every day, just Try and pick something that you're intentionally doing each day that reminds you of your goal, that keeps reminding you of why is this important to me? And oh yeah, I am making an effort towards it. Sometimes it might not feel like I'm making a lot of effort, but I did do this one thing and I know that's moving me closer. Trusting and believing that even one small thing every single day is gonna be progress towards your goal. Okay, so just to recap, Number one, keep it lighthearted. 
<laughs> we're talking about sex. We're talking about pleasure. We're talking about being playful and flirtatious. Number two, be willing to fail. You're going to. So just let's plan on it and get more comfortable with the idea that you're going to fail. And at the same time, helping yourself redefine success, success that is dependent only on you and success in a way that you can really be present with the progress, not just like the end goal. Like I can't wait until I have eight orgasms in a row or something like that. That's not really maybe the best measure of success. Okay. Number three, have your own back be on your own side, understand yourself, support yourself, love yourself no matter what comes up. Number four, expect and plan for obstacles. Begin to strategize around them. How are you going to handle particular situations? How are you going to handle if you notice yourself being resistant? How are you going to handle if you become triggered? How are you going to handle stress on a night that you planned on having sex? Just think about these things ahead of time and begin to work through them. And then the last one is pick one small thing each and every day that can keep you like present and attached to your goal. One intentional thing, and it can be, again, very small, that keeps you attached to your goal. Okay, everyone, this are five ways that I think is going to help you with so much success in your sex goals. And just to remind everyone, Better Sex in 90 Days is coming up. The next enrollment is happening in January. You can check out and I mean, you can actually just sign up now, but we start in February and this is the most premier program and efficient program for getting all of the sex goals that you want to achieve <laughs> in 2021 in the most like supportive and loving way possible. We cover all of it. We cover the type of actions, the type of conversation the way that you can take a look at your mindset, working through shame, working through, you know, your past, anything that it may be. This is what you get coached on. This is what you have modules, videos, worksheets, all of the things that you need to really have better sex in 2021. And I hope you will join us. The next couple of episodes, I'm going to have some of the women who have been through the program that are willing to share their own experience with it so that you kind of get an inside view, inside uh, look into what it's like and what it could be like for you. So as always, it's been my absolute pleasure to be with you here this week, sharing a few tips about how to be successful with your sex goals. And I really hope it helps move you along. Have a wonderful week and I will chat with you soon. Bye. Bye.